Hi, and welcome to the fourth episode of Potty Mouth Spiritual Gangster. Um, I do apologise that there has been a delay in me doing more podcasts. Life has just got in the way, and I endeavour to do more. It is on my vision board for this year. Because talking is my jam. Like, it is the way I channel. It's the way I connect with clients. It's by far the easiest means of communication for me. Like, some people are really good writers. I'm a captain, have a chat. And... So with this, I feel like it's one of the true mediums that I get heard on. Well, I feel like I'm in alignment with podcasting. <laughs> anyway, um, I endeavor to do more. So there is probably four or five episodes that are waiting, but I'm just waiting for the alignment to launch them because there's something coming up that needs to be triggered that they're at the most optimum healing for people. So I'm just waiting to be told from my spirit guides to do so. Um, this podcast is actually about weight and physical weight and I am by no means an expert and I don't claim to be I'm just a girl who's had some serious issues with it and has some intense personal experience and I want to share what I know so that in some way shape or form it can help just one person understand psychological spiritual physical what weight means and why it happens um right so let's get started. So first off, it's a disclaimer. I am not an expert. I am not a doctor. What you choose to do with this information is completely up to your free will and your choice as a human. Um, there is a complete disclaimer. So just be mindful that what you take from this is yours. If you choose to do and act upon these things, that is your choice as a human. I take no responsibility for that. That is completely up to you because I've had an experience with people blaming in the past and I won't accept other people's blame okay now we've got that juicy little nugget out of the way let's get on to it okay so people who don't understand my background is that seven eight years ago I lost 40 kilos which is equivalent to about 90 something pounds and this was long before I was spiritual this was long before I had my awakening this was long before I knew I was even psychic so it was a very interesting time And in that process, I had some emotional stuff, which I'll go into how and why it happened for me, that sparked the weight gain for me. And what I want to do is I just want to talk to you about, in one of the intuitive books, what weight gain or holding onto weight, because I know people who can diet, 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 and don't drop weight. There's a, a need of protection around it. And so what it is is in um inner seagulls your secret language to your body overweight is guilt shame suppressed emotion carrying others problems and burdens trying to uncover sorry trying to cover your vulnerability hurt and abuse from the past not feeling good enough feeling stuck punishing yourself with food trying to push people away or keep them at a distance that's me to a t not allowing your true beauty and essence to shine through keeping the weight on as protection constant procrastination so then we also have obesity feeling insecure and unworthy needing armor to protect yourself from pain trying to silence feelings of over of overeating sorry i'm trying to read it off my phone Uh, feeling unloved keeping people at a distance so that they don't hurt you continuous self-sabotage conceding failure self-loathing self-punishment stuck in a cycle of guilt shame anger resentment and just for entertainment value You've also got fat, feeling vulnerable, inadequate, unattractive, depressed, overeating to push down feelings, belief that you are bigger, 
you will be able to protect yourself from pain. Feeling stuck, feeling stuck, unmotivated, unbalanced, holding on to pain and resentment from the past, punishing yourself with food, trying to push away people and keep them at a distance, constantly procrastinating, feeling unworthy of having good things in your life. So in a nutshell, and this is the one thing that I wouldn't say causes a reaction with me is that when you are overweight, people can see your shit on the outside. They can instantly judge. They can instantly have an opinion. And the next person who sits there and tells me just eat less and exercise more is going to get punched in the throat. It has nothing to do with that for me. It is completely connected to the solar plexus chakra, which is your solar plexus is just above your belly button. It's also where hernias are formed. So if you think of someone or know someone who's had a hernia, um, it's an imbalance in that chakra. And it's also connected to self-worth, self-esteem, your powerhouse, your energetic form. Ollie has come to join us. Hey, mate. Um, So it is where that sits. So the prime example is your solar plexus can only process good food or emotions. That's it. So, sorry, not so much good food. So if you're, if you're putting junk food and shit and continuous sugar and all that shit, like shit food, into your solar plexus, it can only digest that. That's it. It can't digest the emotions. That's why when people start diets between the first 21 to 24 days, which is three cycles of your aura, it, I wouldn't say implodes, but there's a real like self-worth issue that comes up. You either haven't lost enough weight to keep going you'll find a thing and you'll usually binge between 21 to 24 days because it's this real cycle of you're starting to deal with the emotions whereas before for however many years or months or whatever you have suppressed them with food so a lot of people find it really really overwhelming and that's when the self-sabotage comes into play and I'm the queen of it so I'm not sitting here saying I'm high and mighty and I haven't done it I've done it and I've done it many times that my thing is I get to 10 kilos, lose 10 kilos and something kicks in for me and it's like 22 and a half pounds or whatever it is for the Americans. Man, alone. I don't know why you don't have kilos like the rest of the world, but we're letting that go. Um, but with it, it's something in that kicks in for me that I just can't get past. I just can't get past that 10 kilos because it's like then I have to deal with the emotions connected to it. Even though I've done years, and I mean years worth of self-work and self-vibration and healing and all that sort of shit to make myself rise and deal with my stuff, it is something that still comes up for me. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm so in alignment and things are amazing and whatever else and don't work for me. Like, I'm in your boat too. And I feel like if we each bring what we know to the table, we can heal and help each other. Um, My kicker was... Um, a traumatic incident happened when I was five or six years old, which in turn taught me to protect myself. I'm not going to go into it because it doesn't need to be discussed on here. And in that moment, I needed protection. I needed to be protected. And this was the only way I knew how, and it was to gain weight. So ever since then, although I was a very, very active kid, I was one of the bigger kids, but even now I'd still be considered tiny. But I knew I was bigger than my friends because my best friend all through primary school was a, like, Australian-level Olympic swimmer. Like, she was insane. So I was compared to that weight. Well, I mentally compared myself to that weight. And so I had a lot of super athletic friends. 
we always did after school sports like we were very very active kids but I was always a bit dumpier um then we got to high school well then I got to high school and discovered that if you wanted to do inter-school sports it was only for grades 11 and 12 for their particular sport which was Dutch football for me so I didn't do any sports and one of the you only had to do sports I think until grade 9 or 10 and then it was like an elective you had to choose to do it and I chose not to do it and in turn stacked on probably 20-25 kilos maybe 50 pounds um in the last couple of years of high school purely for the fact of I was not moving but I was eating exactly the same way which was shit not gonna lie then from there I went and was kind of like my formal which is like your prom I just didn't want to be fat for it like I was always like the the duff the designated ugly fat friend that was me like that was my jam that was who I was and I was the funny one that the boys got along with but I was never a threat ever so I was like you know what I just want to feel pretty so I went and did what was called sure slim and basically it's a low calorie diet you eat fuck all carbs and you eat I think it's about five and a half to six hours between meals so this particular hormone happens or whatever and don't get me wrong it worked a treat I was strict as buggery I lost maybe between 15 and 20 kilos in like six weeks it was pretty intense and in turn was a size 10 for my formal which is like our second smallest size in Australia um so that was my experience of drastic binge dieting and so that was my belief system if you want to lose weight you have to go to extremes and so I did that and then many many times I continue like I put I bounce back and I bounce back real fucking hard and um many times I tried to start it again but it was kind of like you had to be extreme and I didn't really have a goal so it was just it was just so restrictive and I think I ate maybe yogurt for breakfast cruskets with um, asparagus and salmon and then I could stir fry for dinner for like six weeks I ate like bugger all and I'm probably maybe pushing between 800 and 1,000 calories. Like, it was not healthy in the slightest. But I was following what was given to me, so I did it. And the bounce back punched me in the throat. Um, so that was that. And I was always not super chunky, but I was one of the bigger people of my friendship group. And so it was kind of that. And to the point it cock-blocked the shit out of me with guys because I felt like I was that. And I put a barrier between me and them. And it was not necessarily... I got the attention. That wasn't an issue. But it was more choosing someone to be with. So I didn't have a partner until I was about 21. Made that fucker earn it. Um, so that was that scenario. Then was deeply unhappy in that relationship. It didn't register how bad things were. He had severe depression. And I'm talking medically kicked out of the navy for severe depression it was used as a weapon and it was things like I cheated on you but my depression did it like it shit like that absolute emotional abuse and don't get me wrong I wasn't the nicest person I was very very aggressive and anger and more borderline psychotic if you didn't do what I wanted so I own my side of the street um with that one and then I gained a fair chunk of weight from that and then I dated another guy called Jason and they oh big 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 eaters just massive meals and whatever else and I gained probably 15 kilos in that relationship which got me 
to my highest point at that time, which was 115 kilos, which I couldn't tell you in pounds because my mass is not so fab. And I just started changing a few habits. Like I started eating more sushi because I really enjoyed it. I started having more salads, kebabs, and I dropped maybe 10, 15 kilos without really trying. And then I joined CrossFit and all that sort of stuff and then became like the poster child for CrossFit weight loss, which is a lot of how people on my Instagram know me. I also had a blog with quite a large following that was all based around me and I was the kid that did it kind of thing. I was the kid that got their shit together and lost weight. Then from there, I have to be really careful how I deliver this. Um, I met a guy who was married and he's not now. And we ended up having a very lovely affair and I thought I was pregnant I wasn't but at that time the same thing kicked in of I need protection I'm not allowed to talk about this absolute secrecy connected to it and it was this real of like who's going to protect me thing and he didn't step up to the plate and kind of just left me to deal with the situation by myself it was not and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm this perfect person I have been the other woman I have also been cheated on so there is a a balance of scales to me in that regard um if you get triggered by that I do apologize but it's something that you need to heal if you're being triggered by this um also anyway moving on so that was the thing that that triggered my weight loss and there was no amount of and I gained five six kilos in a week purely for the fact of I did not feel safe and my body was being put into it from an emotional standpoint to gain weight for safety now I think that we have um caveman type brains of like your brain is kicked in, we're coming into winter, you need to store fat so you don't die. Literally, that's what happened in my brain. And it's the same thing when people get pregnant is they gain weight because your body is told that you need to store fat so that you can keep this baby alive. There's also a thing of like, if there is a potential threat where you have to run, you will drop weight immediately after it. Kind of thing that it's literally a caveman, I don't know the science behind it, but it's a caveman programming in our brain that we still have if there's a threat of safety. So my threat of safety kicked in and I gained weight like a champion and went back to where I feel safe, which is between 110 and 120 kilos. I'm chilling just above 120 kilos now. I'm the biggest I've ever been in my life and I'm not going to sit here and hide it from anyone. I'm going to tell you with honesty my story and what's happening with me so that you know for yourself and have understanding and compassion of what happens to people. And the next person who's like, just lose weight by eating right and exercising it's not that simple once you get your mind in check the rest just flows and falls off you which I have experienced recently um so that was my first point so first point when I was five lost it again second point was lost it again had the trauma so traumas usually stem from where weight gain so if you've had weight gain or you've gone up and down in your life just remember and pinpoint a time where you did not feel safe supported and looked after or there was a threat, or like think caveman, there is a threat to my safety, what is that point? And if you sit there and unpack that and write letters about it, communicate it, heal it, make peace with it, whatever the trauma is, you will find this need to be protected starts to lither away. So that's my five cents. Um, also from that, you do have a real basic thing in your root chakra, which is food, shelter, warmth, and a threat of safety. So this is where it comes from. And the beauty of the root chakra, which I've only since learned through meditation, obviously just my meditation, it can overrule the other chakras. 
So if it believes there's a threat to your food shelter warmth, it can go bang and overrule it. Which is a fascinating thing that it can live from that energy as opposed to living from the other one's incomplete balance. That's why when my root chakra implodes, it implodes hard. That I can feel it and know what's going on and it's usually around money with me. So if I don't have a threat to money and connected to food shelter warmth, I hold weight. Even though I'm not eating that much. But it's just, it's a, it's a point of protection for me. Um, I have spoken to a dietitian. I have spoken to the doctor. I have got my blood tests. There's so many things that I'm doing in regards to my physical body because I've only looked at my body as this spiritual place that it's just a housing for my soul and I have completely and utterly neglected it. And it is something that I am truly going to be focusing every ounce of my energy on fixing. It's not about the size to me. It's not about looking pretty in a nice dress. It's about physical things that I want to achieve. And it's on my vision board and I have no issue sharing it with you. So my goals are to walk. Um, I want to hike. I like being in nature. Um, Pellingbrook Falls is the first one, which is a waterfall not far from where I live. Then you've got Mount Warning, which is the first place in Australia that sees daylight in the morning. Um, I've done it once before. It's about eight eight nine k's but it's like up sheer cliff face um i want to do that again i also want to track the milford track it's on milford sound in new zealand i also have the desire to do kokoda because my grandmother was the oldest woman at 76 to complete it i want to do it as a family tradition of all the women kind of done this and i would love to do base camp at Everest but I've got friends that have done it like it'd be sick but it's not at the top of my list and so they're kind of my jams and what I want to do and what my alignment is is to be outdoors hiking I can't do that at the weight I currently am it's that simple the pressure on my knees the pressure on my body the cardio fitness is not fucking there and as someone who understands training and has had a very intense look into training I understand what I need to do this is not something that is foreign to me it's like I'm and that's the thing of people who are overweight know exactly how to lose weight it's it's not you know what I mean when someone's like oh just do this it's like I'm not dumb I'm not sitting there going oh my god I'm fat I had no idea like I'm very very aware of exactly my physical shape and my thing is more I just want to take care of it to be able to do the things um the main kicker is I want to swim with the whales and I know if I was to get into the water now there is no way on God's green earth, or well, in the water anyway, that I would be able to swim for an hour and keep up with them. And it's like I'm, I would be sitting there in a boat watching other people have the experience I want to experience and I'm sick of living on the sidelines. Like my life needs to be celebrated. And one thing I absolutely do, and every psychic who's ever read me will laugh, um, I cock block the shit out of myself when it comes to finding a partner because of my weight. I use it as a weapon of... If I'm this weight, you won't love me or I hold you here or whatever. It's all my bullshit, which I'm happily unpacking at the moment, of I keep it at that point. And don't get me wrong, I know the person who I will be with will love me for who I am, but it's the point of I don't love me at this weight. So it's not a them thing that I would attract someone that shallow. It's not that. It's a I want someone to have me at my best going, oh, I'd like to go for a bushwalk. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I've got 27 blisters. I'm huffing and puffing. I hate you. I don't want to be that girl. I want to get my shit together that we can go on adventures. We can do all this fun stuff. 
and my weight is not an issue in regards to exploring and having a good time. My other thing is I love traveling. I have been to 16 countries. It is my favorite thing to do on the planet. And it's one thing my parents really instilled in us is this love of seeing the world. I will not get on a plane unless I fucking have to for the simple fact of I barely fit in the seats and feel like I'm toppling into someone else's seat. And it's not a nice feeling that I would rather drive 10 hours to Sydney than get in a, in a plane for an hour for the poor fucker that's next to me. So that's like my weight is holding me back in so many areas and the amount of psychics and past personal vision where I have seen that I will stand on stage and share a story in some capacity is massive. I know this. It is very, very big for me. But I won't do that because I know that that fear of truly being who I am is connected to losing weight. So it's like the life, the partner, everything is wrapped up in weight to me. It's not just a go to the gym thing. It's a very spiritual, deep connection to a lifetime worth of wounds. And I just think it's funny that if someone who has depression, you can't tell instantly off the bat. Well, I can because I can see their aura. But physically, you can't tell usually what's going on with them. Whereas if someone's overweight, you can instantly see their bullshit. Like, I wear my wounds. You can see them from the outside. I'm not a fucking turtle. Like, you can't hide it on the inside kind of thing. And that's the one thing with this this year of working on myself is it's becoming very, very obvious. I am looking into a few options in regards to how I'm going to deal with this and what works for me and educating myself because if you know me well enough, you know that research is my love language and I love and I have a doctorate in the University of Google and I believe anything you want to know, you can find it. So I'm looking at potential options of how I plan to attack this and I shall go in much further detail with that later. I'm just not ready yet, but I will. Um, But yeah, that's the physical side of weight and there are so many good emotional oils which I have been working with. Grapefruit's amazing. It's for honouring the physical body. You've got bergamot. I say bergamot because I'm a bogan, but it's actually bergamot. Um, which is the oil of self-assurance. Then you've got Manuka, which is the oil of feeling upheld and supported. You've also got uh, Smart and Sassy or Slim and Sassy in America, which is the metabolic blend, which is designed to speed up your metabolism and all that good stuff. But it is fantastic for cellulite scars, anything like that. So stretch marks, you name it. So I am using an arsenal of things. I am also working heavily with frankincense because I love frankincense and frankincense is the oil of removing negative energy so if something comes up I clear it um I'm also working on which will start effective next week being very mindful when I eat something because I'm the queen of eating it on the couch watching tv or in the car um going through that and it'll be a journey because I'm usually a shoveler not a like chew and swallower um but I intend to share more of that spiritually with you. But yes, this is my journey. Feel free to come along. And the more I know, the more I will share. So yes, come on a journey. If you have any questions or anything like that, flick it to me in Instagram or Facebook or whatever. You know how to get to me. Every handle I have is my name. Um, yeah, this is part one of Carla's Adventure. K-Dog's hiking quest, really.
I send you love and kindness and a stupendous new year.